Welcome to the broadcast. Every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the house. Your weekend wake-up tradition. Come on around back, Arizona. It is Saturday morning, 8 o'clock, the outdoor living hour of Rosie on the house. Your Arizona Saturday morning tradition since 1988. This first hour, first Saturday of the month, we're always talking farm fresh commodities that are grown, produced right here in our own uh, beautiful copper state of Arizona. And we've got Julie Murphy, spokeswoman for the Arizona Farm Bureau in studio. If you're following along and the home maintenance calendar, you know that today we're talking about dates and not just any date. Not just any date, not the date, not... And not the dates that we have when we go out with the special person in our life. These are about medjool dates. And I have the perfect guest to help us talk about them, Juan Guzman, who is the Senior Vice President of Operations for Date Pack in Yuma. Juan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Julie. It's, it's great to be here this morning talking about medjool dates. Arizona-grown Mitchell dates, specifically in the Yuma Valley. Yes, so we're quite excited. about. We know that California grows them too, but we're going to focus on Arizona's medjool dates. And Juan, before we launch into this, I'm kind of hoping you'll give us a little bit of background about you. I know you have three precious children, a little girl, and, and then you had twins, what, a year or two ago now? Exactly, a year ago I have... Um, Relatively newborn twins, a boy and a girl, <laughs> Oliver and Veronica, and then I have a five-year-old, Victoria. Oh, they're precious. So my household is, it's a busy, busy house filled with toys and um, a lot of spit and <laughs> baby bottles everywhere. Yes. Well, what's your background? How did you end up Senior Vice President of Operations for Date Pack? Do you come from the agriculture community? Well, I didn't, not originally, but I, I am, I do consider myself locally grown. I grew up in Mexicali, which is a border town about 40 minutes from us here in Yuma, but, but it's still part of the desert southwest, and, and we share the same co- climate. After graduating from college, I, I, I was offered a job in Coachella in California uh, with a date farmer, and uh and I, at first I thought, well, you know what, uh, I'm going to do this for a couple of years and then I'll start working on my master's degree. But that day uh, never came. I'm still here 21 years later. Well, I tell you, you <laughs> have been... the date industry. Yes, you have had a great impact on the industry. And uh, we love the story of Date Pack. And that's where I'm going to go next because I think for our listeners, they'll love to hear that this is one of the, you know, ongoing and longtime veteran co-ops of farmers. So tell us a little bit about the date pack story. You're correct. The date pack story, it's quite a unique one. So the Zisser Southwest is home to thousands of acres of medjool dates. And um, the growers in this region decided, um, sometimes around the same time you guys started broadcasting, that uh, there's no need for, uh, for us or for each individual grower to go their separate ways. There's no point for us to have a packing house in a shed, but so they decided to come together and build Daypack. And, and that's how everything started with growers coming together and realizing that they could share their experience and the efforts in packing the dates and setting the standards that, that continue in the industry today. 
So over 20 years later, well, almost 40 years later, I think that was 30-something years ago when they decided to come together, um, the growers still work great together in in growing, packing, and merchandising the dates under the brand Natural Delights, which you can find probably in your local stores. And by the way, on the Natural Delights, we'll drill down a little bit more exactly where listeners can find because you guys, and that's who I always get my Medjool dates from, just do an incredible job. How many farmers are part part of this co-op? <clears throat> Correct. Um, so the we natural delights is under um, the bar. Juan, we're um, something between here and yeah. Yuma doesn't like us. <laughs> we're breaking up a little bit, but I was just asking him the question: How many farmers are in the co-op with Date Pack? Um, Juan, are you are you there? Do you know the answer I'm to that? I'm still here. I apologize. It was a weird sound. Yeah, we're still breaking Sounds up. And I'm not – I, I know it's um, a handful, but I'm not quite sure what the exact number is. But one of the neat things about Arizona and California, they grow a lot of this wonderful – it's considered a stone fruit. And medjool date production in Yuma – for those of us that are from that area and from that valley, you'll see the date palms because that happens to be the particular um, plant, I guess you would call it, that grows the medjool date. And um, they have set the standard in my book for the quality and taste of this amazing fruit. And as Juan was saying, we're, gonna, we're working to try to get him back. But <clears throat> as he was sta- saying, they've kind of set the benchmark. And because these are Arizona grown, this is one of those foods that you can, you know, if you're really into local, you're going to be able to get it in the stores. I think Sprouts carries them and some of the other retail stores, I believe Whole Foods carries them. So it's really, and the other fun thing, and I think I've heard Juan say this more than once, they consider it Mother Nature's candy because they are very tasty. It's a natural, you know, it's it's a natural sugar. So those that, um, for a lot of our um, chefs and cooks, they like to use the medjool dates to add the sweetness to their food. So that's another really fun thing. And One of the notes I have from when he was on with us in 2020 is they call it the fruit of kings. I mean, it seems like that's yes. phrased backwards as the king of fruits, but it's the fruit of kings. And... <laughs> Where oh, oh I hear one and yeah. one of the interesting things and why you must key to this is the temperature. You know, you need that hundred plus degree weather and down there at that low elevation, uh crossing the right the desert, you get plenty of a hundred plus degree days. Well if we have one back and that's here, correct. Yes. Uh one, I'm back. Sorry, yay. there was a little glitch there for a minute. No worries. Um I was asking you how many farmers are part of the current co-op with date pack well right now there's eight farmers that are members of the co-op these eight farmers have about a little over four thousand acres of date palms planted in the desert southwest and there's kind of a cool story as to why date palms and farming here in arizona california to produce this wonderful stone fruit uh, there was a reason why that happened. It had to do with M- Morocco, where a lot of them ca- came from, and they were battling some kind of disease. So give us the lowdown on that story. 
Of course. So um, around the 1940s, the government in Morocco reached out to the United States uh, because there was a disease that was ravaging their date palms. And uh, the USDA uh, sent some of their brightest, Dr. Swindle, a scientist at the time, uh, went over there and did some research on this disease. He, they realized that there were a couple of trees that were actually not affected by the disease, so they decided to bring some of the offshoots from these trees in the United States. Those offshoots were in isolation for um, seven or eight years, I believe, if I remember correctly. And then they were brought down to the desert southwestern part of the United States where the USDA research labs uh, were at the time. The USDA had a research lab in Mecca, California, and in Bard, California. Bard, California, it's a it's literally a border town with Yuma, Arizona. And this is this is what started the industry both in Yuma and in Coachella Valley. Those those offshoots from the offshoots that survived this disease. And six of those trees up until a couple of weeks ago were still standing. Sadly, uh, the monsoon season was has been really hard in, I, I think, the whole state. So we lost two of those. But four of the original trees that were planted uh, back then by the USDA Research Lab are still there. Uh, you know, considering all the monsoons that we have, I'm amazed that they've stood the test of time for that long. So that's kind of cool. So did we lose all six of those original date palms to the monsoons this season? Only two. So we okay. have four left. Okay. Yeah. So that story in and of itself, because of a disease that <laughs> they were battling in Morocco, it transplanted the whole situation over here thanks to the cooperation with the USDA we've produced this whole industry it's kind of one of those unique stories that sometimes out of a challenge comes a whole new opportunity correct correct and and it also speaks of the um, cooperation of uh, I guess of countries coming together we're so used to this is a time before internet Right. Yeah. So think about it. They were probably making calls and sending full-blown letters in order to pull this off. Yes. 1930s. I'm not sure telephones went overseas quite. <laughs> that. It's amazing. And you know, I have a Correct. quote from you a couple of years ago, Juan, because we've known each other for some time now, and you've been really a great supporter of things that. Arizona Farm does and vice versa, and, and we love Date Pack and the farmers in Yuma. But you also said this speaks to the reach of our farmers, and that's how the industry started here in the desert southwest, combining efforts well, and talents and that whole brain trust. I'm just always so impressed by that. Especially because they had to realize that, okay, so what commodity am I going to plant here? What's going to grow on, you know, Places where we hit 115 degrees, yeah. what's going to withstand the, the test of time and heat? And that, those kind of things were developed from that. What's been the favorite experience for you in this job that you've had with JPAC for the last 20 years? I, I think there's so many stories. I'm tremendously grateful to the growers that allowed me to be part of this effort. Uh, we're, we're still a relatively small industry. Like our growers here, there's probably another 20 growers, I would have, I would have to guess. So we kind of all know each other um, for the whole United States. So being part of the industry at the same time that so many 
things have changed and evolved has given me quite a lot of insights. I've been able to travel the world. I've been able to visit uh, many, many different parts of the world and, and learn so much about desert agriculture. All right. Well, from, we're going to learn more about Juan Guzman's world travel and what he's learned and brought here to the state of Arizona to produce Majuhu Dates. Did I say that right? Majul. Majul Dates. <laughs> we can do a lot here at Rosie on the House, but we can't stop the clock. Majul dates in particular this Saturday morning as we're talking our farm fresh commodity that you can find locally here at Arizona. Our goal with the farm fresh broadcast every month is to connect the Arizona homeowners with what is coming off of our agricultural fields, crops, ranches that uh, you know is available right in your right in your backyard. So that when you're purchasing your food for your family, you know it's local, it's close, and it's supporting your local agriculture. And we were talking about. Oh, or not we, uh, our guest Juan Guzman of Date Pack in Yuma, Arizona, is joining us on the phone, and he was talking about all the different places around the world that this industry of dates has taken him and what uh, what he learns global traveling and, and bringing here to Arizona. So, Juan, why don't you, uh, you know, take us, take us on a few of those world traveling adventures? Well, um, our dates are proudly grown in the... Yuma region, uh, and they travel all around the world. Right now, our distribution reaches around 36 countries all around the world. That includes uh, some of our close neighbors like Canada and Mexico, but all the way to the Middle East, um, South Africa, all over Europe, Indonesia, Japan, Hong Kong. So it's it's a very, very long list of, of countries in, in which people actually enjoy this wonderful fruit. And oftentimes now with social media, I get tagged on pictures of friends that are traveling and they're like, look, Juan, I found your dates. And they <laughs> show a picture of a groaning Yuma of the back label. So it's it's quite interesting, the effort. And you said earlier, homeowners are very, in this region, are very, probably very used to seeing date palms. Um, I see a lot of, of, of homes around the state that actually still have them in their house. So it's good to know that that great fruit that it's growing that could potentially be growing in your backyard or front yard uh, reaches many many places around the world. The it makes so sense so much sense because we've already mentioned Morocco and um, they call the Majul date the date of the king of dates. Uh, this was because it was in olden time or long ago. Let's put it that way. Was reserved reserved only for Moroccan royalty and their guests. Well, and now you're still traveling all over the world, but you're presenting to the you as the global person are presenting Arizona dates to the world, and then we still fortunately are able to have them here locally, and we're growing them in Arizona. So my next question to you, give us an overview of the care and feeding of date palms. I hear it's kind of a complex, and right now you're harvesting, correct? Right now, we just started harvest last week, and and you are correct. So 
you need, in, in order to grow dates, you need a microclimate. This microclimate is only, it only happens in certain, several parts, certain parts of the world. And uh, the recipe uh, that we like to call the 100 days of 100 degrees. So think about that. You need 100 days of 24-hour 100 degrees. So there's places like, I don't know, Las Vegas or even Florida or Texas where you do get 100 degrees, but you don't get that uh, in the middle of the night. Wow. We do the, we do get 100 degree weather here. You'll go out at three in the morning and it's 99 degrees, and that's when you go, while you sip out your coffee and think, oh wow, it's a good morning. <laughs> but that's that's what that's what makes our fruit grow. Hmm. The trees themselves are tremendously hardy. You'll see uh, the medjool date palm is a great tree for landscaping because of how they can withstand several, uh, they're very hardy to disease and also different type of soils and altitudes. However, if they're not in, a, in this microclimate or if they're not in a region that has this hot heat, they will not bear fruit. And that's probably one of the number one call we get uh, in our office about, hey, I have a date palm in my yard and there's no dates in it. We have to explain to them that they need to go through this heat process that, that puts them into a little stress that makes them produce dates. The dates themselves, unlike um, other commodities like apples or bananas, the dates themselves work as, as a way for the tree to store water and nutrients that they're going to need during this hot weather. So this, this stress, this natural stress of this heat cycle is what makes them produce the fruit. And that's why dates are so rich on, on nutrients and potassium and antioxidants because of that, because they work as, as nutrition chambers for the date pumps themselves. Wow. It makes us appreciate them even more. And I understand they're still, they still basically have to be picked by hand? Yes. We, the dates themselves, if you know them, they're very, very soft. So you're trying to preserve the wholesomeness of the fruit. So the, the, the year-long process of harvesting dates starts sometimes in January. Uh, where you go and clean up your your trees and you go and clean up your farms. Then when spring comes, you go and collect pollen uh, by hand. And then you go and grab that pollen. Uh... All right, Juan Guzman, hang tight. We're going to the bottom of the hour news break, but if you've got a question, we know that the Hartman family in Pinal County is tuned in and listening this morning. If you've got a question or would like to talk to Juan about dates, you can call in one 767 4348 or text a question to 411-923. That's Moroccan music, by the way. I know, Romy's giving me that. Uh, I'm wait, what is that? <laughs> Juan, is this what you go play to the, the date palms at harvest time just to make sure they're... Right the, before the, harvest. The, the, they got that perfect the sweetness over the top. <laughs> correct, correct. We want to make sure our trees are treated uh, to some really nice Moroccan music, remind them of their origins. <laughs> That's great. Hey, we. I think in this segment we should get into the health benefits, the medjool date 
They pack a concentrated amount of healthy nutrients in a small natural package. It's typically a single pit surrounded by tasty edible flesh, and I love them. I eat them year-round, and a lot of times I'll just add them to my breakfast. I'll just have a date. Uh, Two dates, typically 48 grams, provide 133 calories, 3.2 grams of fiber, all sorts of good stuff. And, you know, some people make sure they have their daily date for a little bit of digestive regularity too, correct? So it's a very healthy fruit. And uh, what else would you add to that point, Juan, since you're front and center on this all the time? Well, they are a favorite of athletes, like you said, because they're really good for you. Pound per pound, they have more potassium than bananas. They have more antioxidants. That's a reason in and of itself. Yeah. To eat dates. <laughs> right. The potassium. There so you, you don't have to eat a banana. Yeah. <laughs> well, more than anything, a lot of, a lot of reason why, for those that, that actually do uh, make it to the gym, uh, they're great for muscle cramps. That's what <laughs> potassium is good for. So I haven't been to the gym in quite some time. But, <laughs> but when I used to, yeah, having a couple of dates, it's a great way to, for muscle re- to recover. And and then the other thing is that's real important to point out is, you know, for those who have to monitor their blood sugar, they may need to moderate. But even then, one study found that the stone fruit has a low glycemic index and shouldn't cause large increases in blood sugar. So it's natural, and that's why we call it nature's candy. Uh, but it's a good sugar, right? Correct. So it has a high sugar content, but a low glycemic index. So that means that for people that are watching their nutrients um, and like people with diabetes, of course, you don't want to make sure you want to make sure they don't eat a lot of sugars. But the low glycemic index, that means that it's, it's the good kind of sugar. So for the regular folks, that means that this fruit gives you sustained energy. So it's not like when you're going to have a chocolate that you get a real high and then you crash. No. The low glycemic index means for us is that that energy is sustained and it helps us carry us through. So a couple of dates, like at 2 o'clock when you're starting to feel a little uh, sleepy and thinking about going and refilling that pot of coffee at the office, just have a couple of dates and boom, you'll have the energy to finish your day. And, and I love the fact that it's not a, a crash later on because of it being a natural sugar. And the other thing that our nutritionists and our scientists are really getting into is the antioxidants. Well, medjool dates can boast several antioxidants, which can protect our cells from those oxidative damage. So <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to have these medjool dates from Arizona daily, right? Incorporate them into your diet. They can go onto the savory and sweet side of any recipe. So they're a great addition to, to your diet. My favorite, of course, uh, very indulgent bacon-wrapped dates. Yes. <laughs> so I have a name for those. Devils, but, devils, on, like, devils on Horseback is the name of that appetizer where you take the date and then you take out the seed, mm-hmm. you stuff it full of cheese, you wrap it in bacon, and then you bake it. And so the, the bacon's real crunchy and then the cheese is soft and it's great for tailgates. And guess what? Football's this weekend. And it's called what? Devils on Horseback? Devils on Horseback. It was always a big one at our house. Hmm. <laughs> and a little savory, you know, conflict there. You got the nice sweet date and the savory and the cheese. It's pretty magic. And you're uh, enhancing your protein levels because you're wrapping it in bacon. Right. I love it. Because you're bracking it in bacon. <laughs> yes. So this is a good segue, Juan. What are some of your favorite ways to enjoy dates besides just eating them 
fresh? Well, right now we have a really, really great product, which is a, a mini mature date roll. That's my personal favorite because they, 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 they pack a punch of not just flavor, but other ingredients. So these are new products in the market that they add uh, cherries, flaxseed soil, cacao powder, chia seeds, and, and roll them in pistachio pieces. So in this tiny little piece of dates, you get a whole bunch of flavor, a whole bunch of energy, and it's kind of like a natural candy with no preservatives. Really, really good. And again, going back to what you said earlier, for our athletes that actually do make it to the gym, and they wouldn't be called athletes if they athletes if they didn't go to the gym, um, all of these offerings that you guys and others are producing and providing, it's pretty much their energy recovery after a good workout. Especially because it's shelf stable. So, for example, uh, I, I see a lot of cyclists. Uh, driving around um, some of these roads, and they'll have a couple of dates in the little bag that they have in their back, right? So they'll just put in a Ziploc bag. So if you have like a banana, it's going to be smushed, or a berry, it's going to be smushed, but that doesn't happen with dates, and they don't have to keep uh, cold. So it's a great snack to bring on your bag or with you when you're going to work out. And you talked about the global markets that our Arizona dates go to, but talk about the local markets because our listeners, that's where, you know, that's where they want to go. So if I want to get the, you know, Natural Delight brand, where am I going to go to get that? Or Nature's Delight brand, where am I going to go to get that? It's There we go. So it's the Natural Delight brands. You can find us at your local store, most likely, if you have a Walmart, if you have a Sprouts. Um, we also work with, with um, Aldi, uh, Sam's Club, Costco. So pretty much everywhere you go, you can. I'm sure you'll find a Natural Delights Mutual Dates close to you. And if you want to, if you want to find a specific store, our website actually has a, a date finder that you can put your address and it'll tell you your closest store. And again, supporting local agriculture here in Arizona, our 23.3 billion dollar industry. Uh, part of it is dates, and we would have never guessed. You know, we were talking um, during the break about date shakes. I mean, that's one of the most popular ways to have it. And so many of us, when we head to Yuma or we're going through Yuma to get to California, it is a tradition for so many of our Arizona families. It's a tradition. (laughs) It's a tradition. Yeah. So talk about that. I mean, um, does the Guzman family, are you guys good about making date shakes at home now that you've got three little kids running around you? You got to it's a favorite. It's a favorite. Every morning, uh, we do uh, dates with uh, banana and almond milk, and then just a little scoop of ice cream, vanilla ice cream, and that's that's that usually goes. This morning, I made them with my with my banana pancakes for my for all the kids. Oh, how fun! What a good daddy, you are a good daddy. So uh, on that. There's some other recipes, and they can go to your website. What's the URL for the website? You have some offerings for your... Yes, we have over 500 recipes there. It's www.naturaldelights.com. Again, www.naturaldelights.com. You can find over 500 recipes there, so how to incorporate dates on uh, on anything you want to incorporate dates in. Can I ask a quick question? Uh, Juan, when you're look when you when you go to buy a date, there are different kinds. I'm always kind of confused by that, and I do love the medjool because they tend to be the fattest and freshest. It seems like. So, um, can you tell us the advantages of that type of date and what the difference is? 
Well, uh, the medjool dates, we've mentioned many times, they're, they're known as the king of dates because they, they're larger in size and they have a lot more flesh in them. But there's over 100 different varieties of dates. Oh. One of the most common, though, is your deglet variety. Deglets are also uh, part of the date family, but they, they're more of a reconditioned date. So deglets, when they're harvested, they're very, very dry, sometimes as hard as a rock. So they have to go into a process in which moisture is added to the date. Uh, medjool dates, even though they seem like a dry fruit, they're not. They, that's their natural state. Uh, so it's a fresh fruit that actually looks like a dry fruit, but uh, that's, that's usually the difference in between those two. I have some other fun trivia points. The date palms were a sign of victory in the Roman Empire. Interesting little piece of factoid there. The word date is derived from the Greek word finger. I'm, I'm wondering if there's a backstory on that one, Juan. And then um, dates, as we talked about earlier when we were talking about the date palm, they're still harvested by hand. Uh, certainly the medjool date, just because it's so soft and you guys want to handle it with uh, tender, loving care, correct? Maybe that's why date in Greek means finger. It's about the hands. <laughs> uh, it was one of the facts that I researched. So the medjool dates well, are... I bet, I bet it also has to do with, with the fact that if you're going to carve it into stone, you're not going to do an olive tree in stone. So There you go. Uh, medjool dates are an excellent uh, alternative sweetener. We talked about that. For those of us that have to watch our sugar intake, that's certainly a key point. And you you won't be denied that sweetness because this is a natural uh, sweeter sweetener. And then also we sometimes forget the, this, especially with some of the other variety of dates. But dates are considered a fresh fruit, so... And they can grow, a date palm can grow 65 to 75 feet tall. Uh, Juan, one of the photos that I captured of you when you were at a trade show, I want to say you were in the Middle East for that particular one. So what are some of the countries that you have currently traveled to to promote the Arizona Medjool date? I saw that picture. That was many, many, many pounds ago. (laughs) Oh, behave. <laughs> uh, so where were you? That particular picture was for the uh, Southeast Asia trade show. Uh, I believe that was in Indonesia. Oh, wow. And so what other countries have you gone to? Well, oh, my gosh, so many to count. Um, Malaysia, Southeast, all over Southeast Asia. So um, uh, India, uh, Japan, Hong Kong, all over Europe, Latin America, Brazil, Central America. So yeah, it's been our our our, our locally grown dates have taken me all around the world. Now, you know, I, I'm sure your bu- buddies in Morocco might be a little bit envious of this competition, and or I mean, you know, they welcome the Arizona date in the Middle they East. Do. Just... They actually do. They do love the idea of 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 bringing some of U.S. grown dates into their countries. We, we actually meet with, with the Moroccan growers uh, periodically just to check in every year or a couple of times a year, see how things are doing. Those countries that are very big date-producing countries, they actually consume uh, pretty much the majority of their crops. And they do export, and they, they also, you'll find them in a lot of the same countries that we are located at. Uh, but they are very big date producers, so they usually eat their own dates, the ones they produce. 
Awesome. The other thing that we want to point on, out on the Nature's Delight website, I think you said well over a couple hundred recipes. We're moving into the holidays, so I'm hoping you have some holiday rep- recipes on that website. Any we ho- have plenty of holiday recipes. Um, there's there's one for for turkey stuffing that is really good. Here's to the farmer's wife. And a daughter, they gather around the table, send it up to the father. Somehow they get closer when time That's a perfect song harder. for the segment. So, one, we had another question uh, about the co-op, the eight farmers, I think, on 4,000 acres. So, the question is, how many trees and then how many... Maybe not individual dates. Maybe you do have that number, but like how many pounds do you end up harvesting each time you harvest? And, you know, that was a number of questions that I expected from Romy, but it came from his dad, Rosie. So now I know, you know, the what do they say? The apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree? Far from the tree. In this case, the dates don't fall far from the date palm. Indeed, they don't. So our our rule is around 70 trees per acre. And uh, usually when you grow dates, there is a thinning process in which you go and and clean the fruit-bearing arms a little bit to give enough space for the dates to grow and to have airflow. So uh, a tree that's about 10 years old, which is the right age for for production age, um, should bear anywhere from 200 to 250 pounds per tree. Wow. And you were talking a little bit going into bottom of the hour news break about the year-long harvesting cycle. That 200 to 250 pounds, is that – when is that all gathered? So it's going to be gathered at three different picks during uh, the next 90 days. So it's a period of time that starts anywhere from the second to the third week of August, and it can go as far as um, the first or second week of November. Wow. And you, since you offered this uh, while we were going back and forth during break, are there any special tips for homeowners about taking care of their own date palm trees that are in their backyard well, or funny, front yard? Yes, I... <clears throat> I mentioned earlier how we get calls all the time from people asking about trees that they have in their homes in Florida and Texas and Colorado for one call one time, which I thought it was a little cold. So trees are a cousin of grass. They're a a monocost. So that means that if if you have a day palm in your house and you're thinking, okay, so how can I make sure I I, I treat it right? Um, You're, you're, Regular grass fertilizer, whatever you're using for your grass, is going to work great on your trees. If you go back to your local, if you go to your local store, hardware store, you'll probably find palm spikes. Those are great for any type of date palm, and 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 just try to make sure you harvest your dates as the fruits are ripened, because. Um, one of our biggest issues, we actually cover our dates during harvest with with uh, bags. And a lot of people put, think that these bags, these are cloth bags, um, they think that, that we put them to catch the dates that fall. Actually, we don't. We rarely use those dates that fall. We put them because birds are very smart. So they'll <laughs> go and eat the dates, but they'll wait until they're ripened to eat them. 
So that's why you'll usually see the bags right before they they'd start turning. They'll go up into those trees to make sure that that birds don't beat us to those trees and to those dates. And that's the same thing you have to do if you're a homeowner. Make sure you you pick the dates that are ripen as soon as they are. Otherwise, you're gonna have some nasty birds get you to them first. Sometimes I'm convinced that our birds appreciate local fruits and local foods better than we do because they sure know how to get to it. And uh, the other thing I wanted to... Think about it. They get it firsthand and fresh. Yes. (laughs) And they don't have to wait for harvest. They know when harvest is coming. (laughs) The... To highlight again, Nature's Delights website has a myriad of recipes, including ones that are holiday-focused and uh, for the listeners, don't forget the Fill Your Plate, Arizona Farm Bureau's Fill Your Plate. We feature a lot of recipes, too. We don't obviously have near the number of date recipes or recipes with the medjool date as an ingredient. But um, we want to highlight to our listeners that, you know, we're coming into the holiday season. You certainly need to add the whole medjool date feature, another fresh fruit coming right here from Arizona in your recipes. So, um, either the Nature's Delight website that you guys host and or Fill Your Plates uh, recipe section, which features, and I do believe we have some of your recipes on there, cause, and we always give credit where credit's due. If the recipe is coming from Date Pack, then we let our... That is correct. You do yeah. have a couple of our recipes with yeah. some great images. And, and you don't have to wait until, because we were talking about holiday season, which I immediately thought of Thanksgiving and Christmas, but there's some really funny Halloween recipes. Oh, a couple of years ago, A couple of years ago, we worked with, a, with a, uh, this local mom slash chef. And she came up with some great Halloween recipes, and she actually won a prize for the best Halloween recipe using fresh produce right here from from our beautiful state. Oh, well, then uh, that's another reason to check out the website. Um, One of the other features with Fill Your Plate recipes, most of those recipes are coming from our Arizona farmers and ranchers. So, yeah, every foodie website has recipes, but we like to make sure that we're promoting our farmers and ranchers here in Arizona, representing a $23.3 billion industry. Well, Juan, what would be one final kind of highlight that we should feature and let the listeners know about that we haven't asked you about? We were deciding on break. We could have you here for two hours and still have questions for you. And wait until I actually show up with samples. That would make it like three hours. Yes. <laughs> Bring samples next time, please. Yes. Yes, I should. And that okay. seventy million 70, is the answer. Seventy million pounds. pounds. Seventy million. I'm surprised he's got the time to join us. <laughs> yes, I do. Juan, thank you so much. We so appreciate it. AZFB.org or FillYourPlate.org. You can sign up for your Farm Bureau membership. $60 a year Yes, for the average homeowner and uh, incredible cost savings, but it also supports local agricultural and local commodities to make sure we continue to keep our plates farm fresh with Arizona growing. 